Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy law. We have left undone those things we ought to have done, and we have done those things we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 19 on page 363, and Psalm 112 on page 483. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. One day telleth another, and one night certifieth another. There is neither speech nor language, but their voices are heard among them. Their sound is gone out unto all lands, and their words into the ends of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which cometh forth as a bridegroom out of his chamber, and rejoices as a giant to run his course. It goeth forth from the uttermost part of the heaven, and runneth about unto the end of it again, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is an undefiled law, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, and giveth wisdom unto the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, and giveth light into the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, and endureth forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant taught, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can tell how oft he offendeth? O cleanse thou me from my secret faults. Keep thy servant also from presumptuous sins, lest they get the dominion over me. So shall I be undefiled and innocent from the great offense. 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He hath great delight in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the faithful shall be blessed. Riches and plenteousness shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the godly there riseth up light in the darkness. He is merciful, loving, and righteous. A good man is merciful and lendeth, and will guide his words with discretion. For he shall never be moved, and the righteous shall be, be had in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of any evil tiding, for his heart standeth fast and believeth in the Lord. His heart established and will not shrink until he see his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed abroad and given to the poor, and his righteousness remaineth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The ungodly shall see it, and it shall grieve him. He shall gnash with his teeth and consume away. The desire of the ungodly shall perish. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the twenty-eighth chapter of the book of Job. But where can wisdom be found, and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value, nor is it found in the land of the living. The deep says, It is not in me, and the sea says, It is not with me. It cannot be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighed for its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Neither gold nor crystal can equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewelry of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral or quartz, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. From where then does wisdom come, and where is the place of understanding? It is hidden from the eyes of all living, and concealed from the birds of the air. Destruction and death say, we have heard a report about it with our ears. God understands its ways, for he knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth, and sees under the whole heavens, to establish a weight for the wind, and apportion the waters by measure. When he made a law for the rain and a path for the thunderbolt, then he saw wisdom and declared it. He prepared it indeed. He searched it out. And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud, the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. 
in remembering his mercy I hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixth verse of the sixth chapter of St. Paul's first epistle to Timothy. Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain that we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep this commandment without spot, blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time, he who is the blessed and only Pontitate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. 
and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Almighty God, who by thy blessed Son didst call Matthew from their seat of custom to be an apostle and evangelist, grant us grace to forsake all covetous desires and inordinate love of riches, and to follow the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. O Almighty God, who has committed to the hands of men the ministry of reconciliation, we humbly beseech thee by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, to put into the hearts of many to offer themselves for this ministry, that thereby mankind might, may be drawn to thy blessed kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, for whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be said to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. It's it's interesting how all of this stuff comes together on this Wednesday with the Feast of St. Matthew, with the Ember Days where we, we pray for the increase of ministry, and also this being Wednesday where we, our parish fasts for mission and evangelism, and we say the litany. So... As you know, Matthew was a tax collector. He sat there in the square and would take the money of, of the people of Judah who were under the oppression of the Romans and would have to give a portion of their earnings to the Roman occupiers to pay for their own occupation, to pay for the empire, to pay for the upkeep of the people who had conquered them. And so obviously this makes Matthew, to his own people, uh, a hated person, uh, reviled. It's all throughout the, the, the Gospels about how hated the, the tax collectors were because they were working with the people's enemy and becoming rich at the and lining their own pockets at the same time. And yet we remember Matthew because he leaves that and follows Jesus. So our our lessons when we talk about Matthew and even our collect always brings up an important point about the 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 inordinate love of money and how destructive that is and how powerful the the our need for money destroys our spiritual souls and it you know it's interesting to think about you know 
what changes when you're rich? What changes you? How are you different? And the, the fact of the matter is, if we think about it right now, there could have been some cataclysmic event that destroyed all financial records or, or some such thing. So right now, every single one of us could be completely broke at this time, but we don't know it. And what has changed in us? What is different about us, whether we have money or don't have money? What the only difference is, is some of us would be more anxious about that fact than others. This need for money is, is poisons us. It makes us think of ourselves. It thinks about our possessions and thinks as, as we own things. And as our Old Testament lesson points out and our, our epistle from tonight, we don't actually hold on to anything. We don't actually own anything. When we die, we don't get to take things with us. We're not like pharaohs who get buried with their treasure or, or Vikings who load all their stuff onto their boat and it goes with them to Valhalla. We understand the reality of it is that we die and leave all of this stuff behind. And yet at the same time, our desire for wealth and for things and for riches is just as great as any pharaoh or, or Viking warlord. We want to acquire things because we think it's going to make us safe. It's going to protect us, going to make us okay. And what the example of Matthew shows is what makes us okay, what makes us safe, what protects us is following Christ and following him. And the reality is that all of us, I'll say most of us, have much more in common with a rich young ruler who was told by Jesus to give all of his stuff up and to follow him and couldn't go through it, who went away unhappy. We probably have more in common with him than we do with St. Matthew, who was able to give all that stuff up and to follow Christ completely. And so this is something we always have to work on. It's something that by the grace of God, we're allowed to work on with and through him and in him. And one of the means that we have at our disposal for this is fasting. And how fasting works is by giving up little things, we can experience miniature sufferings. And so we are taught how much of these things have control over ourselves. You know, most of, most of us are healthy enough where we could, we could fast for a day and be okay. And yet how hard that is for all of us to do, to give up something for an entire day and how, how much that weighs on us and, and how often we find reasons to, to make excuses or reasons not to do it. And so that's, that's just showing us how much control these things have on us, how much the world has us in its grasp. And so through disciplines like fasting, we can overcome that because we're not just fasting and giving up the thing. A proper fast 
should lead us more and more into our relationship with Christ. When we start to struggle with things, we pray more and more. And so that's brought out in our Old Testament lesson with, with Job, where we see that the, the thing that we're after, the thing that we can't buy, is wisdom. Wisdom is different from knowledge. Knowledge is just information. I have a lot of knowledge about how the warp engines in Star Trek work, but that does not give you wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge that's lived out and embodied in us and changes us and changes who we are. And ultimately that comes into what is described as the fear of God. When we realize our proper relationship to God and re remember how omnipotent and powerful and transcendent he truly is, yet at the same time he cares about us deeply and personally, we call that the fear of God. We realize how small and insignificant we are, yet that he still cares for us and still wants us to thrive and to live into newness of life. So just some thoughts about these nice lessons. We will continue with the litany for the church and evangelism. And we offer the litany this night for, to the glory of God and for the mission of our parish and diocese and all those we are in mission with. Um, we pray with intention for the prayers and intercessions of all those here present. Uh, remembering especially our overseas brethren and our mission community of St. Thomas. O God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Spirit, sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God, have mercy upon us. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, that it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace to hear meekly thy word, and to receive it with pure affection, and to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate.
giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanders, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to do us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit to amend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to have mercy on the faithful departed, granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, that it may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed, in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures, and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks for the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep, and to bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive when it's in our midst, the presence of Christ and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, pour out thy spirit upon this parish of St. Matthew, and grant us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers. Strengthen and increase the faithful. Visit and relieve the sick. Turn and soften the wicked. Rouse the negligent and careless. Recover the fallen. Restore the penitent. Remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth. And bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church. The honor and glory of thy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Thank you, Deacon John. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you so much.